0: Welcome to another episode of Do It For Yourself podcast. I'm your host Lily, and today's episode is going to be about love languages because it's something that I touched on as a theme with my therapist like two weeks ago, and I was kind of like, mm, actually, did my love languages change from the time I did the test last? And I was like, oh, actually, they did. So I just want to talk about love languages, educate you a bit more, but before we get into the episode, as always, we have some weekly segments. The first is the high of the week, which was starting to work on my garage project again, which probably none of you know about yet. Well... Last summer, or maybe the summer before, I kind of wanted to start transforming our garage because it's too small for our car, into like a study kind of, gaming room, study, whatever. And uh, I have started like plastering and stuff last summer, but I didn't get to do everything that I wanted. So I finished plastering yesterday. Today, after I record this podcast, I'm going to go pick out some paint for the wood and for the walls, and I'm just excited about it because I've been wanting to do that since we've moved into this house, and I just can't believe it's finally happening, so (laughs) that has been the high of the week. Uh, What I'm working on this week is being better 1% every day um and some of you know may know where i got this quote from and yes it's from reading atomic habits i have started and finished that book in like 3 days so i'm thinking i may get to make an episode about atomic habits soon maybe not soon maybe next month who knows but i plan on doing a whole episode about that book because that book has so much knowledge that maybe i knew maybe i didn't know but it was such a good book, so if you haven't read it, definitely, definitely recommend that. And I've just been in my, like, self-care books era, kind of. I've never been into, like, self-care or self-help books. And Atomic Habits has been pretty much the first book I have read on this theme. And I'm thinking about reading more. <laughs> so that is what I've been working on, being better 1% every day today. It was... what was it? Oh yeah, I did a lot of house chores today, like a lot. I cleaned the dishwasher, I took the clothes from outside because they were drying outside. Also, I did the washing and I actually put another... I put different clothes outside so they could dry. I've also cooked pudding which I hate cooking so (laughs) but I've just been trying to you know better myself every day by doing atomic habits by doing these little steps that will get me to a better life and the last question is how do I feel well (laughs) who knows honestly because I don't this is something that I've been struggling with since pretty much I've gotten to about depression. I just sometimes don't feel anything. I don't feel sad. I don't feel angry. I don't feel happy. I don't feel annoyed. I don't feel disgusted. I just don't feel anything. Pretty much the only state or the only emotion that I can feel is boredom. So here I am sitting in my bed or right now in my chair recording this podcast and I'm not feeling anything. I'm just living life driving by And this is something that I want to talk in therapy more because we touched on it last time I was there and I just feel like it is a problem if I'm not feeling anything. And I do not like it. (laughs) But let's get into the main theme. And as I said, this episode is going to be more educational than most of my episodes are normally. No tips and tricks, just me talking about a topic that I find really interesting, which are the five love languages. As I said, I recently touched on this theme with my psychologist or my therapist and did a new test where I realized I, yeah, as I said, my love languages have changed. I have grown up a bit since I did the the test last and I actually not care about not only one not two but actually three of these love languages which is a bit weird because it is said that people each person has like one main of course we care a lot about everything like it's nice if you have a partner if you show them the love in all these five love love languages but each person should have one love language that they're mostly attracted to that they really enjoy getting shown love by that love language and my like three of those five are literally on 30 percent so don't know if i'll grow to really like only one but you know i'm only 18 so who knows but i'm telling you this because knowing your partner's or friend's love language love language isn't going to be a solid foundation for a good relationship Don't get me wrong, but it is good to know so you can help people close to you feel loved. So what are the love languages? They are different ways that people like to express and receive love. The five love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, receiving and gift giving, and quality time. Because not everyone communicates their love in the same way. Likewise, people have different ways they prefer to have love shown to them. The concept alone came from Gary Chapman, a marriage counselor who described these particular love languages in his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secrets to Love That Lasts. And as I said, that, that I have been starting to read more self-help books, this is a book on my list. I am um, I recommend it to you right now and I know I will want to read that as well, so... Once I finish it, maybe I'll just pop in and say a few things in a different episode, what I liked about it and stuff, but that is far away. (laughs) So today, I'm here to give you a brief overview of the love languages. But again, if you want to know more about this theme, definitely read the book. I definitely recommend it. So first are words of affirmation. People with words of affirmation as love language value verbal acknowledgments of a- affection, including frequent "I love yous," compliments, words of ap- appreciation, verbal op- encouragement, and often frequent digital communication like texting and social media engagement. Written and spoken shows of affection matter the most of these. Matter the most to these people. These expressions make them feel understood and appreciated. So what you may like as a person who has the words of affirmation as their main love languages, you really like hearing your partner say I love you. Those three words are particularly meaningful, special and reassuring for you to hear. Again and again and again. You appreciate when you are being acknowledged and praised. It's nice to have your efforts recognized with kind words, no matter how small it is. It lets you know that you are valued. Extra points if it's out of the blue. The details matter. And it's important your partner remarks on things like if you change your hair or actually put on work clothes instead of pajamas for your Zoom work call. It shows they are paying attention, which helps you feel cherished. You feel valued when they take the time to thoughtfully reflect and comment on something comment on something positive they notice you doing. When you do something nice for your partner, they say thank you, which makes you feel recognized and affirmed. And words of affirmation is one of the three of my main love languages, as I said. Uh, I don't have one, but I have three. And um, words of affirmations are one of them. The second is quality time. People whose love language is quality time feel the most adored when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always down to hang out. They particularly love when active, listening, eye contact and full presence are prioritized, hallmarks in the relationship. This love language is all about giving your undivided attention to the one special person without the distractions of a television, phone screen, or any other outside interference. They have a strong desire to actively spend time with their significant other, having meaningful conversation or sharing recreational activities. If your main love language is quality time, then you like to spend uninterrupted time with your partner. It's critical you have enough time to hang out and enjoy each other, no undivided attention, no distractions please. It's meaningful when they make time for you, prioritize you in their schedule, and don't cancel plans. Creating memories and special moments together is super important. Sharing new experiences means the world to you. Time is precious, and it's meaningful to soak in every second of your time together. You feel content and happy when you are around your partner, even if you aren't really doing anything. The important time is you are spending focused time together. The third love language is acts of service. If your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. It's things like bringing you soup when you're sick, making your coffee for you in the morning, or picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work. This love language is for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. Unlike those who prefer to hear how much they're cared for, people on this list like to be shown how they're appreciated. Doing the smaller and bigger chores to make their lives easier or more comfortable is highly cherished by these folks. If your main love language is acts of service, then you feel taken care of when your partner supports you and helps you ease your responsibilities when you do little chores or tasks for you. Domestic bliss unlocked. It means a lot when someone follows through on something, especially if they were paying attention and stepped in to help. When they do this, you trust your partner to pay attention to the little details. You think talk is cheap, actions mean everything. You need someone to come through and to know you can rely on them, show, not tell. You love when your partner steps in to do the little things for you, to make your life easier. If you're feeling stressed or tired, it would be nice if your partner saw this as an opportunity to step up and alleviate your burden by taking something off your plate. That's easy for them to do. That small act helps you feel taken care of. The fourth love language is gift-giving and gift-receiving. Gifts are a pretty straightforward love language. You feel love when people give you visual symbols of love, as Chapman calls it. It's not about the momentary value, but the symbolic thought behind the item. People with this style recognize and value the gift-giving process, the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing of the object, To represent the relationship and the emotional benefit from receiving the present. People whose love language is receiving gifts enjoy being gifted something that is both physical and meaningful. The key is to give meaningful things that matter to them and reflect their values, not necessarily yours. If you are a person whose main love language is gift giving and receiving, you feel love when you receive a gift. The present itself is nice, but it's really the thought behind it that counts. The gift becomes an object that helps you remember they were thinking of you, which fills you with love. After a date or a trip, it's special to take a memento home with you. Seeing the item reminds you of those sentimental moments. The best gifts are the meaningful ones. If it's a surprise gift, even better. It strengthens the, it strengthens the bond and builds a deeper connection for you. During holidays, birthdays or anniversaries, you want to commemorate commemorate. You want to commemorate it with a present of some kind. Those days are extra special and you love using those days as a reminder for your commitment. The gesture of receiving a gift demonstrates that you are seen, cared for, and prized. You really thrive on thoughtfulness behind the gestures and treasure nostalgic items. Now, the last love language, which I feel like a lot of women especially have, is physical touch. People with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, including kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and sex. Physical intimacy and touch can be incredibly affirming and serve as a powerful emotional connector for people with this love language. The roots go back to our childhood. Some people only felt deep affection and love by their parents when they were held, kissed, or touched. People communicate communicate their appreciation through this love language, when they consent to it, feel appreciated when they are hugged, kissed or cuddled. They value the feeling of warmth and comfort that comes with physical touch. And if your main love language is physical touch, then you look forward to hugs, cuddles and kisses. Nothing beats tactical physical intimacy. You feel grounded in relationship when physical affection is accessible and often cultivated. Holding hands, long embraces, and kisses are common and welcome occurrences. You're game for public displays of affection. It helps you feel wanted and desired. If your partner is sitting next to you, you would rather sit side to side and cuddle up. The closer, the better. If they are nearby, it's almost automatic. You reach out to them to touch their leg, play with their hair, or give them back rub. Sexual intimacy makes you feel loved and closer to your partner. So this was just a brief introduction to those love languages. I also have two smaller themes that I'd like to touch on. And that is the most common love language because Chapman analyzed the results of 10,000 people who took his online quiz in 2010 and found words of affirmation was the most popular language, but by a thin margin. In 2018, dating app Hinged analyzed their app and found that the most common love language was quality time. Um, I personally believe it also depends on gender, culture, customs, and values, said Chapman. Certain love languages which are prevalent in the West are much less common in non-Western cultures. For example, in South Asian culture, directly praising someone is very uncomfortable and often not well-received. Instead, praising that person to a third party is more highly valued than when they hear about what you said about them through the Grapevine. Also public display of affection between spouses or romantic partners is also a major taboo. And the second thingy I want to touch on with love languages is dating which, with each type of love language. Love languages are a deceptively simple concept, and understanding them can be transformative if you put in the practical work. It invites curiosity, not mind-reading into the relationship. For example, you might love words of affirmation, but your partner places a premium on quality time and touch. As a bid for connection, you might text him, sweet nothings all day and think you're great at expressing love. Meanwhile, he might be wondering why you're never interested in spending time cuddling on the couch together at night and may actually be feeling unloved because of that. See how it's easy to disconnect and resentment to answer the picture? By determining our primary and secondary love language preferences, it can be easier to give each other what we initially crave. Here are some tips for dating people with each type of love language. If you're dating someone whose love language is words of affirmation, Words mean everything, so choose them wisely. You're on the side of positivity and communications will flourish. When you notice the good things, say it and say often. Try not to encourage them in non-constructive criticism. Words have an impact and leave a lasting impression. If you're dating someone with quality time, carve out intentional space in your schedule for time together. It could be as simple as going for a walk together outside and having a good in-depth conversation about your day. Leave the phones at home. If you're dating someone whose love language is acts of service, go above and beyond with your actions to show your love. Don't always make it about chores. People have different interpretation of what this love language means to them. So ask them directly what they need. Display vigilance by anticipating how you could make their life easier. Those little acts add up and... And can make all of the difference if you're dating someone who loves gift receiving then they will remember the special occasions so make sure to mark it on the calendar and honor the day and your partner with thoughtful gift win extra brownie points with a just because gift it could be as simple as a hand-picked flower from the garden or getting them a cute keychain from a favorite travel destination those small gestures can celebrate the relationship in a big way And lastly, if you're dating someone who loves physical touch, then tender carelessness and physical affections are everything. This love language is refreshingly straightforward, easy to satisfy and doesn't involve a lot of planning, exertion or money. It's as easy as reaching out for connection by squeezing their arm while you're watching a movie or tapping their butt when you walk by them. Simple. There has also been a lot of criticism, in the love language territory because some people can use the love language theory as a sort of personality test despite the fact that Chapman's whole point is that we're supposed to adapt ourselves to our partners love languages love language not demand they use ours indeed recent research revealed couples being aligned with each other's love language doesn't exactly mean it makes a successful and happy relationships Couples who share the same love languages weren't happier than the couples who had different styles, suggesting mastering fluency over the love language system, adapting it based on what the partner needs at the moment, is more valuable than solely relying on dominant love language. The broke concepts which lean on its practical simplicity can also feel simplistic since it's not completely inclusive of sexuality, culture, trauma and integrational differences. There needs to be an understanding that human relationships are complicated, reflections of their childhood ones and attachment style. In general, it's important not to use love languages as a universal solve to remedy issues. It's clear we need more skill sets than those in our tools kit to face problems that may exist below the surface of our relationship. So, just to end this episode, love languages are a useful tool to improve how we communicate and express ourselves to each other. But they shouldn't be the be-all and end-all solution for happiness. Instead, it should function as a starting point that sets couples on a journey to meet each other in a more profound way and self-regulate better. But the work shouldn't stop there. So, as I said, that's going to be all for today's episode. I've kind of been making the episodes longer, so tell me if you like it more or not. But I really enjoyed this theme and... I absolutely loved talking to you about it, so I may choose more themes that I'm really interested in in the future. But, as I said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a rate and review It really helps to support the show, and I've been getting more and more listens, and it's just it's been my dream to hit five hundred listens by the end of the year, and we're on a good way there so share it on your insta stories it would mean a lot and i'll catch up with all of you guys in another episode so bye